Welcome to morning prayer um, with the Kingstown Communion. We are praying our way through this question, how does a weary world rejoice? One of our favorite hymns says it um, in O Holy Night. And so we're saying, but how when you're weary, how is it even possible to, to have joy? How do we find that kind of joy, that kind of divine joy that, um, that is a gift? And so we're, we're working through this question, this season of Advent together. Um, and one of the ways um, that we find joy in a weary world is through connection, right? And so that's what this time is for. This time is an intentional moment to connect, to connect with God. So that, because we know that when we are connected to God, we are better connected to others, right? And so let's pray this morning. Let's, um, let's center our minds, center our hearts, get ourselves in a place where connection is possible. Maybe breathe in and out. Oh Lord, our souls rise up to meet you today as the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. God, today we long to connect to you. In the laughter of this time of year, in the open front doors of this time of year, in the family reunions of this time of year, we confess um, that we often doubt good news even when we're surrounded by it. And so, God, we are distant and disconnected. When we, when we are always doubting good news, we know that we are not connected <laughs> to the source of hope, to the source of joy. We move through this world waiting for another shoe to drop. <laughs> waiting for life to fall apart, waiting for our humanity to get the best of us. Instead of leaning into your joy, God, that's what you call us to do. We, 
We need to lean into your joy instead of leaning into scarcity. We need to lean into your joy instead of leaning into fear. We need to lean into your joy instead of leaning into isolation. And so forgive us, God, for all those ways where we have chosen scarcity and fear and isolation over your joy. Forgive us for forgetting that joy is amplified when it is shared. Heal our wounds, God. Heal the wounds that we carry from past hurts and teach us how to throw open our doors like like Elizabeth does in Luke 1. Show us how to find joy in connection and shared story with others. We seek it today, God. We seek that joy. Because we know that there are days that come that are hard. There are days when the waters of fear rise in our lives, when isolation steals our joy, when when we need your comfort, and so we say, comfort us, God. And direct us, God, and guide us, God, to your joy. Not this fleeting thing, not this high in one moment, but this, this thing that sustains us through the worst. Sustain us and comfort us like a shepherd with, with, with his flock. Gather us in your arms and carry us to safer ground, God, so that we might experience your joy in the ways that you have in store for us. And like Mary and Elizabeth, we, we will do our best to keep finding one another and along the way. We'll do our best to open the door to one another along the way and to you and to the, and to the joy that connection brings. We pray this in the name of of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. There's this, um, this song that is in our devotion today. Um, it's um, to the, the tune of In the Bleak Midwinter. And so I'd like us to sing this song and then, and then read our scriptures for today. I can celebrate you, I can hold your joy, when the load is crushing, and you've lost your voice. I can celebrate the promise your life holds, when the weariness bears heavy on your soul. I can recognize good fruit that you will bear when your own self-doubt hides gifts you have to share. I can recognize your Christ light deep within every gift that God has Sown waiting to begin. We can hold each other in our joy and fear, knowing that the Spirit moves when we are near. We can hold each other and lift each other up. 
filling one another from the Spirit's cup. What a good reminder today that we can find joy in connecting to God and connecting to each other. I wonder how you have been since Sunday um, feasting on that idea that how does a weary world rejoice? How does a weary you rejoice? How does a weary me rejoice? By first acknowledging our weariness. How, how have you been weary? But, but second, by finding our joy and connecting to others whose stories may be different, but, but who are all the same on this journey of finding joy in the midst of weariness too. I wonder how that's been for you. I wonder what you, what, what is coming to mind, who you feeling like you need to connect with these days. Let's read that, um, that story of, of Mary and Elizabeth one more time. Okay. We read it on Sunday, but like I said, um, a, a practice of reading the same scripture multiple times in a week, it, it is eye opening. It, it does way more good than reading multiple different scriptures throughout a week. Um, because each time we read it, our, a different part of us is opened up to the story. So the first time we're, we may read it just intellectually, just what has happened in this story. And then second time we may notice words or phrases that we didn't notice before that just hang with us. And the more and more we read the same passage, this is, this is called, it's a practice called Lectio Divina. The more we read the same pa passage over a given week, the more it tends to work on our hearts and change us. It has the capacity to change us. And so here are these words from Luke 1, starting with the 24th verse. After those days, his wife, Elizabeth, conceived, and for five months she remained in seclusion she said, this is what the Lord has done for me when he looked favorably on me and took away the disgrace I have endured among my people. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent to God, sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and he said, greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words. And she pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will, will have no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am just a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and therefore the child to be born will be holy and he will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, also in her old age, has conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for who, for her who, who was said to be barren. 
for nothing will be impossible with God. And then Mary said, here, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the, in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. This is the word of God for us, the people of God today. Thanks be to God. I wonder what you noticed when you heard this read again or read it yourself today. I wonder what you noticed this time around. On Sunday, we talked about the really, the important, this, this thing we often overlook, how important it is that the angel told Mary that she would have a baby and who this baby would be. And then told her something else that we often overlook, that she's not going to do it alone. That that this experience, this hardship she's going to go through, this, this weary, weary journey that she will be on, is not one she will only experience, but that there are others on this journey too. You're, 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 you know, your, your cousin Elizabeth, you remember her? She's, she's also going through this journey in a different way, but it's the same. The journey of weariness to find joy is the same. It's, it's, it doesn't matter, um, the, the, the minute differences in detail. We're all experiencing that, that tug, that pull, that tension between experiencing the weariness of our life and the joy that God has for us, right? But what else do you notice besides that? I wonder if you notice anything new. I, I, some words stuck out to me, some, some particular lines, um, this time reading it through, and I'm on this journey with you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pondering right at this moment how this scripture affected me right now in reading it. Not in some prepared way for you, but what, what stuck with me. Um, I, 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 I liked this line, um, or I wondered about this line. Verse 29, but Mary was much perplexed by, by his words, the, the angel's words. And she wondered... She pondered what sort of greeting this might be. It's, a, it's an interesting set of words, right? Mary, I'm, I'm trying to imagine what it's like to be Mary in that moment. To ponder, what kind of greeting is this? Feels really relatable. 
what what's the purpose in this what's what's the motive in this what what is it what is he really trying to say here you know what kind of greeting is this it's it's this it's this mary we're watching mary's foreboding joy come to the surface right this relatable foreboding joy not assuming the best out of this angel right this divine messenger you know like we don't assume the best out of humans all the time but this is this divine messenger this glorious being um you know gabriel coming to deliver this this news to her um obviously supernatural moment right and even then mary is questioning the intentions, the intentions of God, the intentions of this angel. Um, what's, what sort of greeting is this? Is this one that will bring me heartache? Is this one that will bring me joy? Is this one that um, is for my good? Is this one for my harm? Is this, I don't know, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop, right? Um, that line stuck with me. The other thing that stuck with me when I read through it this time, and I wonder what stuck out to you, read it again. I urge you to read it again this week to see what sticks out to you when you read it. There's something new each time. It's That's what that's the beauty in reading scripture over and over and over again and chewing on it throughout the week. It's a practice that will change you. But the other thing that stuck out to me in this is that when Elizabeth hears Mary's greeting, it says, and when, when, when Elizabeth opens the door and sees Mary, it, particularly it says, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and, and exclaimed, blessed are you among women. And why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting. The child in my womb, again, leaped for joy. The first line is leaped in her womb. The next, and then a couple of verses later, the child in her leaped for joy. Notice what this doesn't say. It doesn't say that Elizabeth leaped for joy, right? That's, I had never noticed that, but it doesn't, it does not give way. It does not make obvious Elizabeth's joy. It's this kind of divine, supernatural, extraordinary, leaping, moving in her belly kind of joy of this baby that jolts her into an awareness that this is a good thing that's happening, that Mary has showed up to share in her story, right? And so again, we get this picture into the realness of this story, how... Um, how not only is Elizabeth's body barren and weary and weathered and wrinkled, but also her, her ability to see the good in things has been compromised, right? She, these words tell us that she, she is not the one, she doesn't experience deep joy but it's this baby that had to remind her of it, right? Had to remind her of the goodness of God in this. Um, 
I wonder what, you know, baby leaping moments have kind of jolted you out of your uh, tendency to always assume the worst. Sure, you don't have a, a baby doing somersaults in you, but you have something that that has jolted you awake to the joy and the goodness of God in a moment. Jolted you out of your tendency to always assume the worst, to let your weariness write the story, to let your weariness like Mary say, what kind of thing is this, you know? Hmm. Well, that's, that's, that's new light shed on that story today. I, I'm sending, I send you forth, um, this second week of Advent, uh, and Sunday we will light our third candle of Advent, right? I send you forth with, with God's goodness and God's good intention and God's moments of baby leaping joy and shared connection and ahas. I send you forth with all of that because that's what God wants for you and that's what we want for you this Advent, that in the midst of your weariness, you would find God's joy. Blessings to you today.